welcome to the seventh season of the Sarah and T podcast. For 30 minutes every other Monday, we are going to challenge your thinking and give you pullover moment content that will inspire transformation of your vacation rental business, no matter if you're small or large, new or old, or near or far. I'm Sarah Bradford. And I'm Tim Cafferty. So let's get to it. We're back and better than ever. I'm Sarah. And I'm Tim. Late days of August are on us. And I have got to tell you, I am really excited about September. Why? Well, I feel like the weather is changing. It has been so oppressively hot this summer. I mean, you can wear the weather when you go outside. And I'm just ready for some cooler weather. Okay, I get that. Where I'm spending my summer is the mountains of Pennsylvania. And September is not what we wish for. We wish that August would last forever. 75 degrees every day and sunny. Can't get enough. Fair enough. Okay. But today, we are not going to talk about the weather. We are going to talk about a tried and true topic that was such a big conversation a couple years ago. I feel like it's not as big of a topic these days. And we want to revive it. And that is the book direct strategy, the way that we can get guests to book directly with us and avoid the OTA fees, plus avoid all their platforms in order to communicate and have a relationship with them. So we're going to revisit it, Tim, right? And we love our OTA friends. Don't get us wrong. We just did a podcast a couple episodes ago about how to make sure you're Verbo listings don't blow, (laughs) but especially now with the one key loyalty program, I've seen so much marketing for that this summer. It has really brought this into focus for me, Sarah. We really have to up our game. We said that during the podcast, when we announced the one key is a, a new thing we need to consider. And now it's coming to roost. We really need to make sure we don't overlook the basics of getting our guests back. Yeah. And to remind anybody that didn't hear that episode, one key is Verbo's way of almost giving points to travelers and rewards for booking over and over with them, including vacation rentals. So that's going to be a lure for them to book a second and third time. And so today we're going to talk about how you can get guests to book a second or third time directly with you. We're going to talk about, I'm sure, some things you've heard of if you've studied this before but also give our perspectives on what we've learned for the past five or six years focusing on Book Direct. So the first part is we're going to talk about how to get new customers to Book Direct. And then the second part, which is much easier, and I think we really want to dig into in more depth, is getting previous guests to Book Direct with you again. So let's kick it off, Tim, with getting new customers to somehow book on your website versus OTAs. Go. Maybe circumvent. Maybe a word we use here for the next few minutes. And the first bullet point is one that I have to say, I feel like I know this, but I also feel ignorant about it. And that's SEO, search engine optimization. We all know we're supposed to do it. It's like the shell game. Oh, it, yeah. It's under number two. No, oh, darn. It's under number one. I thought I was supposed to do this and I'm supposed to do that. Can you help me on this SEO? What are we supposed to be doing, Sarah? I mean, I don't want to say that it's okay to not understand it, but it kind of is. I really gave this up about five, six years ago and went, well, funny enough to our sponsor that's going to speak today, ICND, 
to do our SEO. I think it's always changing, like you said, very confusing unless you have a really technical person on staff that wants to stay up with this, which many small companies cannot afford to have that, right? Or why would you just have that specialty on staff? You have to farm this out. And you have to farm it out though to somebody that's updating you monthly, very truthfully on how you're doing. I always go back to when we started Steamboat Lodging Company. We had had Winter Park Lodging Company for a long time. The SEO was tremendous just because Google knew it because we had been around so long. We didn't even have to do that many things other than, you know, blogs and things. But when we started Steamboat, there was so much competition for those terms. And I just thought, how will we ever come up, right? Like, how will this ever be? But we hired ICND, not to give them so many plugs, but, and then they told us what we need to do. They told us what they were going to do. And we met every month and planned it out. And Steamboat Lodging Company now kills it on SEO for Steamboat. So even though if you're out there and thinking, I'm small, I'm new, I could never be the first result, you can because a lot of companies out there are ignoring this. You can jump them in line very quickly if you know what you're doing. Again, not the expert, but one thing regarding SEO. And of course, we're talking about the rankings in Google and you want to be in the first page, obviously, but focus. What are the real terms that you want to rank for? Don't pick 85 out and try to do SEO on 85 terms because you're probably not going to be successful on that. But the ones that are really important to you, it's really not that hard. You talked about the meetings and you're going to do this and I'm going to do that. But when the things that you have to do, you're like, oh, that's it? Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. It's not that big of a deal. But this kind of gets to a point, Tim, and I'm curious what you think about this. Sadly, many travelers, sadly to me and probably to you, many travelers search vrbo.com. And then they go and look on there. Airbnb, go look on there. They don't even search, you know, St. Lucia vacation rentals. So when we talk about SEO, we have to remember we're really talking, right, about those that still search up words and not just go directly to those sites. It still happens. But, you know, the other thing that's happened this year is that Google changed the shell game on us again. Everybody out there already hating the term G4, the new analytics program for Google. And so the analytics you had a year ago, you have to go back and find it. They aren't making it easy for us. Got to keep up on top of it. So the next item we have here is website rank, which goes pretty much hand in hand with SEO, right, Sarah? Yeah, you really have to be on the first page. If you're not on the first page, don't even count on people coming here. The next thing is kind of around, because I was thinking, these are people that have never stayed with you. But it doesn't mean there are people that haven't contacted you. And maybe people think that this is a little slimy. But ever since we started our company, anyone that contacted us, we put in an email list, an email blast list, and we would email them until they would, of course, sometimes unsubscribe. So remember that you can do that as well to get to these customers who have never booked direct. How long do you keep that? How fresh is it? When do you say, okay, it's been five years time for them to go? I think that we kept it forever because I was kind of in charge of that. And then Lee, our head of marketing, 
finally said, we need to clean this up. And I was like, why? Just keep sending it to them. (laughs) But I think she took ones off that hadn't clicked or done anything for five years, like you're saying. Another point we have on this list of getting new customers to book direct and maybe circumvent the OTAs is a blog. I think all of us have that tab on our website. Check out our blog. When's the last time you put an updated article on there? And you can really use that forum to put these key search terms in there and help you with your website ranking and your SEO. Yeah, Tim, I know you're really good about this. Don't you do a blog a week? I do. Do you ever miss it? I have. I actually have skipped a few this summer, in fact. But we have this one recurring thing that we try to do, and it gives me an excuse to sit down and write. It's uh, basically a picture contest. People love to share their pictures. And I put a blog up every week of those pictures. We've said this before in the podcast because I know I've said it and I love blogs. But what I really love is how to repurpose blogs. So when you write a blog, don't just think, well, that was just for Google because no one's going to read that and click on that. No, ma'am. You can use that in your emails, link to it in your emails to guests, maybe guests that are already booked. Maybe it's a blog about what to bring for your ski trip in my case, or, you know, what's going on uh, next week in the Outer Banks. And you can put it in emails. You can put a link to it in newsletters that you send in e-blasts. You could send it to realtors. They might want to use it for their content to their customers because they want to, you've written great content about the area. So when you write a blog, think of it as an asset that then you want to repurpose again and again and get your best bang for your buck out of your time spent on that. No fail on this. The number one blog post we have put out and have put out on multiple occasions is that the Outer Banks is a drive to destination and it's alternative driving routes to the Outer Banks. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Can you see somebody Googling that right now? Yes. Oh, look, there's a blog article. Oh, wow. What's this company? Do you know that our most popular one for years was what to do about altitude sickness? Mm. Good. (laughs) It worked. All right. The thing after blogging uh, to get new customers really is social media. And for many years, I thought this was a joke. But now I'm truly seeing how social media works if you can do it right. What a chore. What an effort. You do not want to be selling properties on social media. I repeat. Stop using social media to brag about your company. Make it about the area. Make it fun. Make it a little, especially on Instagram, it needs to be a little hip. But that's how you can get new customers that might just jump right to Airbnb to possibly click through to you and look at the properties you have. Great. I just have this vision of you Googling cool kid terms I can use in social media. Slay was one you said a while ago with style and pizzazz. Guys got Riz. Oh, Riz. (laughs) Okay. On to the next one. Reverse search in OTAs. We actually covered this in pretty good detail during the OTA episode. But if you aren't doing this, and if you aren't putting your company name and some sort of a difference at the bottom of your OTA description. Like you had an example you shared with me on this, Sarah. Yeah. I'll, when we post this episode, I will put it on social media 
we added a, we call it the Whipple Co. Winter Park Lodging Company or Steamboat Lodging Company difference. It was like five bullet points of why we're different, but definitely you want to do that on your OTAs so that they reverse search you. So this is now how to get new, new customers who haven't booked with you yet, who didn't go to your website. They went to OTAs and on the OTA, you're convincing them some sly way to reverse search you. So they book direct. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Good way to do it. And the brighter customers figure it out. And then the final one I think we have on this getting new customers is AdWords. And this is one, man, sometimes I feel like I should just write my website on $20 bills and hail down cars on the road. And so here, 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 you know, you can throw a lot of money at this, but I don't know that's the way to go. What are your thoughts on the whole AdWords thing and how much you spend? Uh, I've said it many times before. We used to spend gobs on AdWords. And as we grew as a company, we had to spend less and less, which seems so funny because we were spending so much more when we had 20 properties than when we had 180. I think that AdWords, oh, there's such debates here. Paul from ICND is probably listening, rolling his eyes. But I do think you need to make sure that you're coming up when your company name's typed in. So if you're not on the first page very clearly, naturally on search, I kind of think you should pay for AdWords for that because that would be like a realtor tells a new owner, you should use Winter Park Lodging Company. Then they type that in. You're not on the first page. You don't have AdWords to make you come up as the first three. They see the competition at Winter Park. They click it. They call them. They forget about you. So there's some argument to do AdWords on your own company name. And then depending what you're struggling with booking wise, you want to go for terms that are very localized that someone's looking for, you know, lodging in Steamboat, luxury vacation rentals in Steamboat, like something like that really could pay for itself. But you have to watch it so closely. You have to look at your ROAS, I think it's called, return on ad spend. And this is another place that I think you should hire it out. If you're not struggling on your bookings, I wouldn't do much on AdWords. And really look, this is one thing I've noticed people don't think about. If you spend $1,000 and you end up getting 20000 in bookings, okay, that month, that's pretty good because for every dollar you're spending, you're getting 20, right? Mm. But you have to also say to yourself, well, if I spent $1,000 somewhere else, would I get more than 20? Okay. Just don't think of it as its own silo. And then also, if you get you spend $1,000 and you get 5,000, you go, well, I got 5,000. Well, if you're only charging 20% commission, okay, you spend 1,000 to make 1,000 plus fees, right? And that isn't worth it. So you got to really perform on AdWords to make it worth it is, is my end of rant. That's, that's a good rant. The only other thing I would have to say about AdWords is you can see what the price is on those AdWords. And we've talked about the big companies. They seem to have unlimited budgets and you can't outbuy them. But if you come in just below, you know you can outperform them if you get that person. Yeah. And then the other thing is it changes from month to month. So when you set a budget and you say, theoretically, you're going to throw 
$12,000 at it and you put $1,000 a month, right? Just sort of like your $100 a night rate back in the day when we were talking about the owner and not doing uh, yield management. If you just put $1,000 a month, well, that's not very good. Maybe put 3000 in this month and 500 in that month and 400 in that month, depending on what your booking ebbs and flows are and when you need extra help. Also, what things are selling for because the prices go up and down. Last thing on this, you may want to do AdWords, not necessarily get bookings, but for a while when you're smaller and not on that first page of results, you may want to do it to get owners. Because if a homeowner's told to research you and consider you, they often will search like they're a guest. I've had many homeowners say, well, I called you because I pretended I was a guest and you came up, so you must get the bookings. And so if you're not coming up and you're trying to get that owner, they're going to think, uh, I'm not I'm not going with them. I'm going to go with the big company that comes up when I search the term. So there's a little strategy there to consider as well. All right, that's it for part one. We're going to get to part two in a second. You know what, Tim, I'm so excited that we have taken on sponsors and done it differently than most where our sponsors are sharing content in their area of the vacation rental world that are just like, it's just like podcast content. And so ICND is up today to do that. And ironically, they are going to be talking about how to make your brand memorable, which is one of the things we're going to talk about in part two. So they're going to tee this up for us. Google your ideas before implementing and see what the competition is out there. But more importantly, make sure your before and after stay communication is on point with guests. This means pre-arrival texts or emails, departure stays, requests for Google reviews, all of it. All plays a role in making you stand out from any other rental company. Think of ways to be personal and personable, and you'll stand out from the crowd. I love me some Paul Hannock. And every time I hear his voice, it makes me excited to see him at the next conference that I go to, which is not going to be too far away. We'll be talking about that soon, but that was a fabulous tip from ICNT. Yes. And so this just the next content bits we want to share with you today, build on that. Let's talk about branding. Okay. Because what I was going to say about, we talked about how to get possibly guests who have never booked with you to book direct, but the much more low hanging fruit is to teach guests who have stayed with you what your brand is, what you're about, get them to love you. That's also considered a book direct strategy. And that's what we're going to talk about the rest of the day. So with branding, Tim, when you answer your phone, when you guys text, web chat, all your email communications, your arrival note, signage, those plastic pool cups you've done, all of them say what? Blue, just like my shirt and my name tag and every employee's outfit that we have, every vehicle, we have a term, everything speaks. It does. How you approach the job, it goes beyond that as far as your attitude and so on. But in branding, if you aren't doing it, you're missing the boat. Every touch point, you've got to make sure they know who they rented from. And we went so far with this at our companies that we even made all of the internet names our brand name. Like the password thing when you log yeah, in? Yeah. I mean, I really don't want to say that publicly, but I guess I have now. 
because you can go get to our internet, but you won't. So the internet passwords were Steamboat Lodging Company. They had to type it out. How great is that? It's fantastic. And the other thing I think that's so big with you, Tim, and the luxury homes we manage is that they learn the house name because Mm -hmm. they might forget blue for some reason, but they won't forget fill in the blank creative name. Tim, give us one. Jolly Tude. Right. So Jolly Tude. That's a unique name out there. Outer Banks, Jolly Tude. They'll find you again. They'll find you hopefully before they find Verbo and Airbnb. But you got to get them knowing your brand. So think about every touch point, every single touch point. I know some of you are resistant to go far with this in terms of branding your vehicles, but I'm telling you, Branding vehicles is the best thing I ever did. Business cards is another one. Every person out in the field should have a business card with their name on it, your logo, and it's QR code on the back for them to leave a great review. Don't miss the easy opportunities. Hells yeah. Okay, what's the second part of part two? The next one is education. It's a little awkward to educate them on the whole extra money thing before they get here. If they have booked through an OTA, it it just pisses them off. That's what it does, first of all. So uh, slow your roll on the front end. But on the welcome note, the text, call, the emails that you send directly. So we've all seen emails from Sarah, always book direct. Offer them a discount when they return. And they will book direct on your site or call. But if you don't, they're going to go back to the old site. So, Tim, just to be clear, what you're talking about with the extra money thing is educating them on the extra money they spent by booking on Airbnb and VRBO. Not the money that we had to pay also. They don't probably care about that. But all the money they spent because they did not book direct. That education has to happen again and again. Talking about it before they get here is a little turnoff. But make sure it's on the welcome note. Make sure it's in the checkout email. Try to quantify it for them. It's painful, but you have to do it. If they booked a $20,000 stay with you, you need to explain to them they most likely paid eight or $900 extra and they can see it on their Verbo or Airbnb folio. They paid that money that they would not have to pay with us. And, you know, Tim, you were talking about one key. We have to have a lure for them to book with us financially because now Verbo is giving them points or rewards and they might rationalize and say, I know I had to pay 300 bucks in OTA fees, but I'm going to get three nights free next time I book because of this one key thing. So you have to explain how much they're paying. So make sure they know that this extra. And then I really believe you have to give them a return guest discount. Make sure that you are very clearly communicating that that return guest discount is only valid when they book direct. You know, I'm thinking of myself a lot when these points come up about my behaviors and so on. So I'm taking a trip to go see my son and my brother going, we're going to play in this golf tournament together. And I was trying to book an accommodation. And so I went to an OTA and I saw the price. And then I went to the direct site and I saw the price and I compared and I'm like, wait a minute. So but I can use my points over here. So what's the value of that? Oh. And, and it came out that book direct was the right way to go even still. 
Well, you know, I have definitely as a consumer seen where the book direct price is almost the same as the OTA. And that is not okay, you guys, because I, and then I said to them, well, I booked direct. So can I have that, the whole amount that I would have paid on Airbnb or VRBO back? And they're like, no, ma'am, it's just the price it is. I'm like, so you're telling me that you're pocketing the money that you would have, I would have had to play there. That's lame. Make sure you're always cheaper. Poor clerk. No (laughs) idea what she was getting into when she answered that call. Uh. (laughs) Okay. Third part of this, I would call experience. So you can do all the education you want. You can do all the branding you want. And let's remind everybody that if they don't have a wonderful experience, of course, they're not going to want to book with you. In fact, they're going to make sure they don't book with you, right? You sure don't want that. They need to love the home. They need to love everything you do to make the home and the experience wonderful. So this requires eventually analyzing every touch point. And if you've done that, it's the summertime, you've been busy, think about analyzing every touch point and be so honest with yourself about what's working and what isn't optimal. Secret shopping is really important on this too, because I think we've said it about a thousand times about inspecting rather than inspecting. You know, we've had that come up a few times. Now, who was supposed to be checking on that? And we're doing this, right? Just get on there and try it yourself and go, man, that's not the experience I want people to have getting their property booked or whether it be a customer service issue while the stay is going on or even the follow-up. Sometimes it's embarrassing, but you have to make sure the guest experience is top shelf. I cannot agree more. Budget each year to do secret shopping. Have a friend, somebody that wants to come stay there, do it. A person that's really good at analyzing, give them a very specific task list of what you want to know. Don't tell anyone at your company. And yeah, you might have to pay the owner for the stay, but the value you're going to get back if you pick the right person to secret shop is incredible. I want everyone to know I am often available for secret shopping. (laughs) So just let me know. We'll come out and I will rip it all apart for you. (laughs) Good to know. Also under this category of getting previous guests back to book direct, we've touched on it a couple of times, but just to put it right out there in boldface, email remarketing. From the time they leave until the time they book again, you should be sending them an email at least once a month. Bonus points if you can remarket the property where they stayed. If you can remember their booking date, maybe even send them an anniversary. Hey, guess what you were doing one year ago today? You were booking this property. Make time today, or even better, remember things like their birthday or their kids' names or anything that you have captured along the way that can make you invaluable to their vacation experience. I think we're going to do an upcoming episode on email marketing. So hold on for that detail. Tim, when I was talking to a woman a couple of weeks ago, and they said they go to the Outer Banks, and I said, oh, well, who do you book with? who are you staying with? And they said, oh, we just book for the home. Like we find the home we want. And then that's who we book with. I don't know the company. And Mm -hmm. I thought, interesting. A company there has not made an impression on them yet that they will get loyal to that company. It is hard to do folks, especially with OTAs out there, making it look like everybody's equal. 
Okay, so you have to do something during their stay. You have to make them feel special. You have to give them, like we gave the wine and cheese plate, a special note, quick service. Whatever you do, they have to get really connected to you personally and your brand, or they will forget how you made them feel. Like you didn't make them feel that special. It was just the house. Yeah, we just booked it because that was the house we wanted. Yeah, we just change every year. How sad. What that loyalty. And unless you ask for it, you're not going to get it, folks. That's what she's saying. So, and everything speaks. So make sure you're saying you want them to come back and be loyal. And then the last thing, Tim, I want to talk about is how to do some analytics around this, right? Tim loves to say what gets measured gets treasured. Do you know your return guest direct book percentage? If not, figure it out. Do you know this one? I love this stat. How many people booked with you in the past year who were a return guest, but they rebooked with you on an OTA? To me, that is the worst number. You want it the lowest it can possibly be. And I know at least in Streamline, if you use that, there's a way to have a tag that shows that a guest is a return guest, but it shows that they booked on an OTA. There's ways to pull this data out, look at it, monitor it, and understand your book direct numbers. What do you, what do, you do, Tim, for this? Not enough. I, I'm thinking as you uh, were talking about that guest who booked the second time or the third time with the OTA, that, then there's a phone call to the guest. Why did you do that? <laughs> Please don't do that again. Yeah. Yeah, that you would be really too aggressive. much money. That would be really aggressive, but that's what I want to do. No, we do track the loyalty, particularly on the property. Interesting, I had a property owner who just we can synopsize this whole uh, episode today with the conversation I had with him, who felt like I wasn't spending enough on pay per click, and that my SEO wasn't working properly, and that he needed more bookings. Okay, so first of all, look, he didn't have an opening on his calendar for the last three years, and he's already got most of next year booked. Mm-hmm. Every single booking he had was a direct booking. He's oh. never had an OTA booking. I'm like, <laughs> what else do you want me to do? That is them. incredible. You are still so high on direct booking percentages. It's in, it's amazing, Tim. It is. We're working on that loyalty, Sarah. Uh, I mean, anyone that's one of these new folks that have come into the fold and listening to us, and all they do is list on Airbnb, which is, you know, that's how a lot of people start. They're rewinding or or going, wait, did he just say that a house not our banks never got a booking from Airbnb or Verbo? Did he just say that? This seems impossible to folks that have just started. And it is possible, everybody. Listen to what we talked about. It works, it works, it works, and it makes you a much stronger company. You can depend on bookings year after year with much more confidence than hoping they book on OTAs. And from my experience, you can sell your company someday when you have a strong book direct percentage. Oh, boy. I'm an 18-year overnight success on direct booking, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Great job on this one. Looking forward to the next time we get together. Until then, so long, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We'd love to hear from you on social media. Tell us what your book direct percentage is. Bye-bye.
You've just listened to Sarah and T, the Professional Vacation Rental Managers podcast, hosted by Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue and Sarah Bradford, former owner of two vacation rental companies in Colorado, now advising other VR companies to thrive and grow. Today's episode was brought to you by their podcast partner, Intercoastal Net Designs. ICND is an award-winning web development and digital marketing agency that specializes in helping vacation rental companies gain more direct booking. ICND.net is their website for you to find more information. Special thanks also to ICND for hosting Sarah and T's website. Sarah and T love to hear from their listeners. You can reach out to them on Facebook, LinkedIn, or their website, sarahnt.com. They always love to read a review on your favorite podcast app. Even better, if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Sarah and T will be back with a new episode very soon.